How do you separate the news from the noise? This is one of the many challenges of living in the information age. In decades past, the news was a one-hour event where news anchors would describe a handful of the day's issues and emerging trends in an attempt to keep the viewer well-informed. Today's 24-hour news channels rely on an innate ability to extend a popular story. Once it's understood that a particular item will attract viewers, every detail, relevant or otherwise, every comment and every tweet become breaking news and is dissected ad nauseum. In an age where one can find nearly unlimited analysis on any topic, every topic must be advertised as breaking news and life-changing information. Otherwise, is it really worth your time? Finding the truth amidst the propaganda, misinformation, and outright lies has become nearly impossible. One way to help sift through the abundance of information is to focus on identifying trends. The declining power and influence of once great nations and the underlying decay of their former foundations. The growing uncertainty in large regions and even continents are underreported trends that will continue to shape global affairs in the coming decades. Join me for today's edition of Tomorrow's World, and starting in just 20 seconds, we'll discuss three trends in global affairs and how they will affect you. You won't want to miss it. Welcome back. I'm excited to have you with us for today's edition of Tomorrow's World. One of the challenges when studying history and projecting forward based on today's events is maintaining a grasp of time. Empires have come and gone throughout history. Several have even lasted for centuries. When we read of the decline of these great powers, we can forget that what may be described in a single paragraph actually took place over the course of decades. It is important to note that while history has been shaped by major world-changing events, few of those events occur without context first setting the stage. Yes, the Berlin Wall fell quickly and caught many off guard, but the stage was being set long beforehand. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Likewise, Rome's fall can be given a date, September of AD 476, when Rome was sacked and Romulus Augustus was deposed as its emperor. Yet the real story of Rome's decline, which allowed such an event to occur, was one spanning decades. Today we are examining three trends in global affairs, not three one-time events, but overall trends which have been and will continue to shape the geopolitical world in which we are living. But before I give you the first of these trends, I want to bring to your attention today's featured offer. A free DVD titled Prepare for Armageddon. Now, Armageddon might not be referring to what you think, but it is certain to be bigger than any news story before it. This DVD contains three Tomorrow's World telecasts on this vital topic. And throughout today's program, we'll be providing our contact information so you can order this DVD free of charge. So what are these underreported trends shaping global affairs today and into the future? Our first trend in global affairs is the decline in power and influence of the U.S., Great Britain, and Canada. With the collapse of the Soviet Union and the fall of the Berlin Wall, the United States became the world's only superpower. While not always agreeing on everything, 
the U.S. has had no closer allies, and her success and failures are tied more closely with those of Canada and Britain than any other nation. With this in mind, we'll look primarily at the decline of the United States, recognizing the impact for Britain, Canada, and many other English-speaking nations who have shared in the prosperity of the recent past. For the lifetime of many viewers, the power of the U.S. has remained unquestioned. I'm not here to claim that they may face invasion tomorrow. However, there are troubling trends which point to a decline in influence, reach, and power. Newsweek magazine published this report on a 150-page white paper produced by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, a body of senior, uniformed leaders in the U.S. Department of Defense. The U.S. is entering a new period of ideological competition with nations like Russia and China, who have rejected liberal democracy in favor of authoritarian stability. But in this new struggle, the authors argue that America lacks a clear ideological message of the kind that carried it through the Cold War. The U.S. needs to better articulate U.S. interests and strategy to both ourselves and others. Apparently, letting everyone choose their own morality based on their own life experience does not result in a consistent ideology capable of galvanizing a society towards success. The article goes on to describe part of the problem. We still have a story to tell but because we are so polarized and are doubting ourselves, we have a narrative problem. In his landmark work, The Rise and Fall of the Great Powers, Paul Kennedy identifies some of the traits of a power in decline. Great powers in relative decline instinctively respond by spending more on security and thereby divert potential resources from investment and compound their long-term dilemma. Compare with this finding by The Guardian, speaking of policies established by U.S. President Donald Trump. His America First outlook, by encouraging international disengagement, has created political vacuums that China is filling, not only in the South Pacific, but around the region from Pakistan to the Philippines. This trend is not new to the current administration. The same article comments on the pivot to Asia under President Barack Obama which sought to prioritize Asia, yet has resulted in lost influence in both Asia and Europe. The U.S. is losing power and influence on the world scene, but this is usually only mentioned in the news as a means of chastising the political party whose views are opposite that of the media outlet. Today's featured offer, Prepare for Armageddon, contains three Tomorrow's World telecasts vital to aid in understanding current events. One program available on this DVD is presented by the late Dr. Roderick C. Meredith and is titled, How to Watch World Events. He gives several keys to navigating your way through the vast array of information available and understanding what is really going on in the world today, as well as what is coming for the future. Be sure to order your free copy now. Armageddon means different things to different people. You need to know the truth. Call the number on your screen and ask for your free copy of Prepare for Armageddon. You can also order at TWCanada.org. The information contained on this DVD is essential in preparing for your future. And as always, it is available at no cost to you. Don't wait, we have operators ready to take your call. Or you can order online. If you miss their contact information, don't worry, I'll be back to give it again. Welcome back. 
Today we're discussing three trends in global affairs. These are news stories that may not be the headline every evening, but are ongoing stories that are shaping the world around us and will continue to do so for the near future. We've already seen that the nation once looked upon as the only superpower, the United States, is losing power and influence on the world stage. As the saying goes, nature abhors a vacuum. Should the United States and her staunch allies such as Britain, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand continue to decline, there is no shortage of powers who would love to fill the gap. However, while most look to Russia and China, we'll turn our attention elsewhere. Two areas currently rife with instability bear close watching and are our second and third areas to watch. Our second key trend in global affairs is continued instability in the Middle East. Sadly, instability in the Middle East is not a shocking notion. This region has long been described as the world's powder keg for good reason. Since the end of the First World War, when the age of colonialism had passed, the region has struggled with self-governance and its conflicts rarely remain within its own boundaries. While the region may fade from the front pages of the news from time to time, it often feels as though we are simply biding time until the next crisis. The terrorist attacks on 9-11, followed by the U.S. invasion of Iraq, have drastically altered the region. The Arab Spring beginning in 2010 toppled governments and has left the region searching for order. As the U.S. withdraws from the region, a sign that its reach is not as potent as it once was, several regional powers are now vying to be top dog. Turkey, Egypt, Saudi Arabia and Iran cast uneasy eyes towards one another as each try to impress its will on the region. Consider this analysis from foreignaffairs.com. The war that now looms largest is the war nobody apparently wants. During his presidential campaign, Donald Trump railed against the United States' entanglement in Middle Eastern wars, and since assuming office, he has not changed his tune. Iran has no interest in a wide-ranging conflict as it knows it could not win. Israel is satisfied with calibrated operations in Iraq, Lebanon, Syria, and Gaza, but fears a larger confrontation that could expose it to thousands of rockets. Saudi Arabia is determined to push back against Iran, but without confronting it militarily. Yet the conditions for an all-out war in the Middle East are riper than at any time in recent memory. While realignment bears the potential for catastrophe as just described, it also holds opportunity. Describing the status of the region following the diffusing of a potential crisis in Lebanon, Eric Regali of the Globe and Mail reported, not only has the crisis in Lebanon been diffused, at least temporarily, the rest of the Middle East is undergoing a realignment, one that holds the potential to promote a rare bout of regional stability, but could very well do the opposite as Iran and Saudi Arabia play their geopolitical zero-sum game where one country's gain is considered the other country's loss. While it may at first sound contradictory, Watch for continued instability in the region as a whole to cause some nations within the region to seek the stability of more cohesive alliances. Times of uncertainty are often when nations are forced to put aside minor differences in an effort to survive or to prevent a common enemy from becoming the dominant player in the region. The continued instability in the region will lead to at least one cohesive group of nations forming a powerful bloc. The third trend in global affairs is a continued state of crisis in Europe. Speaking of regions where a string of crises has led nations to seek refuge 
in larger trading blocks and alliances, let's now turn our attention to Europe. While the Middle East is described as the world's powder keg today, we must not forget that it has been crises on the continent of Europe that have twice brought the world to an all-out war. Following the Second World War, the leading nations of Europe sought to avoid future conflict through increased integration. The EU's website states, The predecessor of the EU was created in the aftermath of the Second World War. The first steps were to foster economic cooperation. The idea being that countries that trade with one another become economically interdependent, and so more likely to avoid conflict. The EU has since grown into a behemoth, comprising 28 nations accounting for nearly 4.5 million square kilometers, more than 500 million people, and is the largest trading bloc in the world. Its integration has gone far beyond economics. What Europe faces now is the realization that in order for this grand project to work, it requires individuals of each nation to begin seeing themselves more as European and less as Dutch, French, or Hungarian. What may be viewed as a good policy for Latvia is not necessarily the best decision for Spain or Croatia. What may be viewed as a necessary step to save the economy of Greece may be viewed by many Germans as rewarding bad behavior. Europe has faced challenges in balancing the needs of many diverse nations. While the continent has enjoyed a lengthy period of relative peace, and this certainly must be applauded, it would be naive to ignore the fact that in recent decades, it seems this historic powder keg has been in a constant state of crisis. The sovereign debt crisis threatened to upend economies around the globe and had some calling for various nations to be expelled from the Union. The migrant crisis has seen border fences erected between Union nations and very diverse ideals on how to handle the influx of migrants from the Middle East. Increased instances of terrorism, particularly in France, but also in Belgium, Germany, and other nations, have been met with varying reactions. Russia's incursion into Ukraine is seen by many in Europe as a direct and immediate threat to the sovereignty of the Union. Brexit has been an ongoing news story, which will ultimately lead to the question of, who's next? Consider the take published by Forbes. Europe is in bad shape. Politically, it is disunited in its future direction and the need for reform. Change is coming for Europe, and its path will undoubtedly affect the globe. It is important to remember that where one sees uncertainty and crisis, often there is someone else who sees opportunity. Will the EU use another of its nine lives and survive the current crisis? Or could the makeup of the Union be altered drastically as nations exit, voluntarily or involuntarily? Or could a new Union emerge in its stead? One thing which is certain is that the situation of ongoing crisis in Europe is a trend you need to watch. Before our next segment of today's program, where we'll examine how these three trends fit together, and more importantly, where they are headed, I want to give you another opportunity to order our free DVD, Prepare for Armageddon. While we have only taken a few moments to discuss the Middle East, one of the telecasts on this DVD is on the topic of the Middle East in Bible prophecy. It contains crucial information for understanding the current state of events in the region and where they're headed. Operators are standing by ready to take your call and send you this free DVD. To request your free copy, call the number on your screen and ask for the DVD, Prepare for Armageddon. 
or order online at twcanada.org. Tomorrow's World magazine answers some of life's most important questions. It also provides a biblical perspective on events making headlines today. This informative magazine will also be sent to you free of charge. Call us right now or visit us online to get your free copy of Prepare for Armageddon and Tomorrow's World magazine. Enjoy the rest of today's program. Welcome back. Today we're examining three trends in global affairs which are underreported yet are shaping our world. How can we be so sure that these three trends are the ones to watch? Of the many sources that claim to describe the future, one has stood the test of time, and though many have scoffed at its relevance, a careful examination will show that its record is impeccable. I'm speaking, of course, of the Bible. Bible prophecy can be a controversial topic. Far too many individuals have attempted to ascribe their own predictions into the Scripture rather than allowing the prophecies of the Bible to speak for themselves. The Bible describes many events with stunning clarity, but oftentimes we gain a better understanding of prophecy by viewing the trends which lead up to those big events and trends such as those we are referencing today. Europe and the Middle East? The Bible describes these two regions as being players on the end time stage. The 11th chapter of Daniel records the longest prophecy in all of Scripture, describing the struggle between two powers. While much of this prophecy has already come to pass, the final few verses leap forward in time to the end of the age. At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships. And he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. He shall also enter the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape from his hand, Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. In Bible prophecy, directions are given from Jerusalem. So we have a power north of Jerusalem who is provoked by a power to the south. The power to the north attacks with ferocity, and in defeating the king of the south, also takes control of the modern nation of Israel. The next few verses give more details concerning the identity of this king of the south. He shall stretch out his hand against countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt. Also the Libyans and Ethiopians shall follow at his heels. It is vital to watch the Middle East as this future power to the south of Jerusalem will be comprised of several Arab nations. Who then is the king of the north? Daniel chapter 2 describes a succession of dominant kingdoms that would exist in one form or another until the time of the return of Jesus Christ. The fourth kingdom, the kingdom described by the legs of iron and the feet partly of iron and partly of clay, refers to the Roman Empire including several attempts at uniting Europe in a revival of that Roman Empire. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. 
This last earthly kingdom survives until the return of Christ, but is a fragile mix of iron and clay. This is an unstable conglomeration of nations. Notice also that there are ten toes, and let's compare with a beast described in the book of Revelation, which is also spoken of as the leading power at the time of Christ's return, clearly describing the same empire. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These ten toes and ten horns represent a group of nations that will come together to form a powerful empire descended from and attempting to revive the Roman Empire. This king of the north clearly rises up out of Europe. We've identified parts of the Middle East and Europe and their role in Bible prophecy. But what of the world's current leading power? Understanding where the United States, Great Britain, Canada, Australia, and the English-speaking world fit into prophecy gives greater understanding to the current decline of power, influence, and morality amongst these nations. You can visit us online where we have many telecasts, articles, and booklets showing that these nations and others comprise the descendants of the so-called Lost Ten Tribes of Israel. Jeremiah provides a description of the time leading up to the return of Jesus Christ and its effects on the descendants of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. And it is a time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. There is good news at the end of some very difficult times ahead. Watching world events can feel overwhelming. There is so much out there and no shortage of individuals trying to tell you where it is all headed. If God indeed created the heavens, the earth, and all that is in it, and He inspired this great book to be written, surely He can tell what is coming for our future, and He has the power to guide world events. Isaiah 46 and verse 9 reads, For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Indeed, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. The Bible contains some remarkably specific prophecies concerning the time leading up to the return of Christ. Using His Word as a guide, we can identify the key trends in global affairs today which must take place in order to set the stage for these events. Watch the decline in morality, power, and influence of the English-speaking world. Watch the Middle East, and watch Europe. One of the singular great events which Bible prophecy describes before Christ's reign on earth can begin is the Battle of Armageddon. Even among Bible scholars, there is much confusion on this topic, and the term Armageddon is often used wildly out of context. One of the telecasts included on today's free DVD is titled, Prepare for Armageddon. Richard Ames goes into great detail describing what you need to know about this significant event. Be sure to order your copy today. From all of us here at Tomorrow's World, I hope you have found today's program to be valuable. 
There is so much that can be said on the topic, and I encourage you to make use of our free resources like this DVD to delve deeper into some issues. Stay tuned for tomorrow's World Answers, where in just a few moments, Mr. Stuart Wachowicz will use the Bible to answer an important question. And be sure to tune in next week when Mr. Wachowicz, Mr. Gerald Weston, and I will continue to bring you the good news of tomorrow's world. To learn more about today's topic, visit TWCanada.org. You can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895 or by writing us at Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 409, Mississauga, Ontario, L5M0P6. Welcome to Tomorrow's World Answers, where we answer your questions straight from the Bible. It is an interesting fact that nearly one-third of the content of the biblical text is composed of prophetic writing. If, as we believe, the Bible has been inspired by the being who created mankind as well as the planet on which we live, then perhaps some attention should be paid to the large number of scriptures in this category. One must ask, is Bible prophecy important? In the New Testament, the Greek term for prophecy is derived from the word for prophet, prophetes, which can be used to mean an inspired speaker. That is, one who has an important message of direction or correction, or it can designate a foreteller, one who carries a message that explains future events. Mr. Richard Ames, writing for Tomorrow's World magazine, composed an article entitled, why study Bible prophecy, which can be found on Tomorrow's World website. In the article, Mr. Ames gives four reasons why prophecy is included in Scripture and why it is valuable to study. Bible prophecy is at times used to warn people and nations that they must change their ways in order to avoid harm and disaster. We see such a warning given by the prophet Jonah to the ancient people of Nineveh. Jonah was more than reluctant in delivering this message as he feared the city, an enemy of Israel, would repent and be saved. Yet God revealed that this was the purpose of the prophecy. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand? God has many more prophecies to warn our peoples today. Prophecy is used to encourage people who are already under affliction because of breaking God's law to repent. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, but from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Prophecy serves to announce the soon coming establishment of the kingdom of God on earth. This is a message that we all need to hear and prophecy demonstrates God's sovereignty and power, and fulfilled prophecy proves the Bible is supernaturally inspired. Such is the case with the remarkable prophecy of Daniel 11. The many prophecies of the Bible have been put there and preserved for our learning, warning, and encouragement, and we would do well to heed this important section of Scripture. To submit a question for the show, email us at twanswers at tomorrowsworld.org be sure to watch us online by searching Tomorrow's World Answers on YouTube. 
If you like our videos, subscribe and click the notification bell. You can also visit us online at TWCanada.org. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, revealing God's principles for leading an abundant and happy life, while providing insight into current and future events. At our website, you can also watch this and many more Tomorrow's World programs. Call 1-866-784-7895. Write or visit us online today. This program is a production of The Living Church of God.